0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your boy Jay Mace, and I will be uploading archival interviews from my college radio show, The Time Machine, at WAG 103.fm in Greensboro, North Carolina, between the years of 2005 and 2009, if they're not already available on YouTube. So, the first archival interview is with Tony Canelius, who is the son of the late, great Don Canelius, who created and hosted the influential show Soul Train. Soul Train has been given a new leash on life by younger generation of fans thanks to the popularity of BT series American Soul which is currently in the second season and Tony is one of the executive producers on the show. So in this interview you get to hear him talk about the influence his father's had on him as a person and as a man in the business how Soul Train has helped shape America and the world as we come to know African-American culture and everything else in between. So this was a big treat for me because Soul Train was a huge influence on me and wanted to get into media and his father served as an influence for me to get into broadcasting. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this archival interview by yours truly with Tony Cornelius right here on Beyond the Album Cover. Hey, what's going down, everybody? This is your boy, Jay Mason. inside at the Time Machine on WUAG, 103.fm. Playing the best in New and Old School. Hip-hop, R&B, and everything else in between. With me on the phone right now, I have Tony Canelius, producer, Don Canelius Productions. Mr. Connellius, welcome to the Time Machine.
1: Thank you, Jarrell. How are you doing
0: today? I'm doing good, man. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to do this interview. No problem. All right, now tell me, how did you get your start producing in the Entertainment business. Well, you know it's a long story, and I'll I'll make it short. You know, I I I went to film school.
1: uh, Coming from Chicago, where my father started in um, radio and television, Uh, I happened to be working at uh, after graduating from uh, Southern Illinois University in Carbondale. I uh, I went on to work for WCIU TV in Chicago, where Soul Train first started back in 1971. And from there, I went on to uh, move out to Los Angeles. Once Soul Train went to Los Angeles after working um, there for a while, and I, I went to film school in Los
0: Angeles. And after that, uh, immediately started working for my father in uh, in the business. Okay, now the film school you went to out L.A. was it S.E.S. film school? Well, actually, it was A.F.I. American Film Institute. Okay. Yeah, so a, a fantastic program there for film
1: students. I, I started as a cinematographer, and then I decided that
0: producing was something I wanted to do, and uh, you know, the rest, the rest was history. Mm, so, what was that experience like going to Southern Illinois?
1: Uh, it was a very good experience, you know, coming out of uh, Chicago and actually, you know, moving away from home and, and learning a lot of new things, meeting people, learning how to communicate was uh, i think it was uh, was something that i i wouldn't trade for the world you know it really it really got me involved you know and in, and in, 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 in meeting new people and really understanding what what it took to 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 stay in the business and and um and be creative
0: right i could understand that because you're like 18 years old no parents I can do whatever i want but the basketball team was it hitting like it is now back then was it
1: Say that again, please.
0: The basketball team really wasn't all that good when you were yeah, there. Yeah, right? I mean,
1: well, actually, the basketball team had a guy by the name of Mike Glenn who went on to play in the pros. Larry Bird was uh, was was in the uh, Missouri Valley Conference when I was there, so it was it was uh, it was an exciting time right then for 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 those players. But it
0: was it wasn't a bad team. Okay, now tell me a little bit about your dad's experience at W V O N in Chicago. Well, actually, he started off
1: in in as a as a disc jockey, and then he went on to start to read the news with a guy by the name of Roy Wood, was who was his mentor, and um, you know they brought him along very slowly, and 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 from that he started to you know reach out and, and figure out what he really wanted to do, which was was kind of host uh, some type of a dance show. I think he kind of based it on uh, American Bandstand, Dick Clark, and. He found he found a niche because at the time there was no programming that really emphasized the African American. Mm-hmm. So he was really at a, he was at a, at a he was kind of a trailblazer. He was a trailblazer in trying to get you know, beautiful black people on television.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely, because I remember reading in, like, various books that did history about TV and stuff, and when they mentioned Soul Train, they would mention the fact that it was the first show of its kind where it was exclusively R&B, African American Music Night. Like, if you look at American Bandstand, Midnight Special, they may have R&B artists on there, but kind of like not on the regular, and Soul Train was really the first program to really cater to that crowd.
1: Exactly, and and what another thing that it really did is was to give... Uh, African American artists an opportunity because at that time no one really reached out for for those 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 groups you know whether it be the Dramatics or the OJ's or whoever it may be you know these these shows that were on whether it be American Bandstand or Midnight Special
0: really weren't catering to those acts so you know he 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 found a niche and he he served it. Right, I believe when it was in Chicago, I believe Sears Robot was the first sponsor, and then later Johnson Hair Care Products came and said, "Okay, we'll sponsor you the show." Well, Dre, I see,
1: I see you've been doing your homework.
0: I, right? I know my stuff, like I said, Soul <laughs> Train, one of my favorite shows, and I, I gotta, I gotta know my stuff, man. Don Knize is one of my influences that inspired me to get into this business. I
1: see. Well, that's fantastic that you that you've done your homework, man. But that is a fact. Sears and Roebuck was uh, a sponsor, and it went on to Johnson Products
0: as well. And uh, and the rest the rest was history. Watu Wazari Afro-Shane. <laughs> Beautiful people use Afro-Shane. <laughs> exactly. Now, you know, it's I'm, unfortunate
1: that we don't have those kind of strong, uh, uh, you know, advertisers on today, you know, I mean, I, I can remember that with my eyes closed. You know, it was it was so strong at the time. You know, Afro Sheen, Ultra Sheen. You know, it was just it was just a really. It was, in other words, as they say, it was cool to be to be black.
0: Right, it definitely you know? was, cause back in that period, it was like when Soul Train came come on, it was like everything would shut down. You get your cleaning done. You after Fat uh-huh. Albert went off, you like move back the couch, move back the dining room table, and that's where you learned the exactly. latest dance moves and fashion and exactly. stuff. Exactly. And your dad was pretty hip. I mean, he was dressing fresh, had the afro, and he had the voice, so you know he was the whole package. He was cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, he he actually was uh, he was he was he was a guy on a mission, you know. He really was. I mean, it was a it was it's it's hard to understand just
0: just how he was able to do that, but he was on a mission, and he was he had no fear, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. De- definitely, because like I said, at that time it was like very exclusive, and then you know I believe when the show originally went into first round of syndication, it aired in seven markets
1: yeah exactly there, it was a very small airing at the time, but then once it moved out to Los Angeles, it got wide appeal you know um and i you know i, I i've- sp- spoken to him many times about that, and it was
0: uh it was it was something that he actually never expected as well, you know mm-hmm. so it was like one of those things where hey, you know what I mean, it was like, okay, we didn't expect this, and th- there you go and I believe that um around the seventies a lot of people that are fans of the show was saying like Soul Train is like the stuff and you know looking at the best of episodes that's currently airing this is my first time actually seeing the 70s episodes of Soul Train with the best of and looking at it for me it was like wow you know because I grew up you know with the um late 80s early 90s Soul Train when they did the George Duke TSOP 8793 that's like my favorite era of Soul Train remember growing up when I was younger You, you know so um um, it's definitely been a big treat for me. Now, did, when you were younger, did you ever walk around the set with your dad and you know get to meet with, with the dancers and stuff?
1: Yeah, was, I had a great time doing that. I mean, I, you know, sometimes when you when you're young like that, you kind of you, you're not paying a lot of attention to the real, you know, to to, to what's going on. You're just glad to be there. You know, I, I mean, I, I remember growing up. You know, people used to say, "Oh, that's Don's son," and I just really hated to hear that. And I what, I want to do everything, but but t v but but, but entertainment, I wanted to stay away from it, but as I got older, to really understand what it was all about, I enjoyed the business, and now i'm I'm sort of walking in the same footsteps, you know,
0: okay, yeah, I could kind of sort of see that like when a kid has a dad of that command, so much respect and have that awe, you kind of like, I want to be more than just that, but hey, you know what I mean, it, you got bit by the bug, I see. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's, it's 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 in your blood, man. You're a Cornelius. Yeah, well that's true, that's true. It's
1: it's uh, those are big shoes to feel, you know. So mm-hmm. uh you know, with the show being on lasting three decades, you know, in the seventies and eighties being the best music that was ever 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 to come down the pipe, you know, with mm-hmm. these classic programs, uh it's 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 like in a time capsule, you know. I personally I, I think it should be it should be deemed uh, an American treasure. You know, as far as I'm concerned, because you see style, you see dancing, you see you see attitude. I mean, this is this is we don't we don't get a chance to look at this uh, in this way in any in any other business as as we've been able to uh, preview it with these classic uh, programs.
0: Mm, de- definitely, and um, from his mind, when Soul Train was you know at its peak back in I believe '86 or '87, that was the first year of the Soul Train Music Awards. Exactly. Once we once the Soul Train weekly series really got legs,
1: you know, advertisers wanted to do more, and, and so he decided to come up with the Soul Train Music Awards, and from that it was the Soul Train Lady of Soul Awards, and the Soul Train Christmas Starfest, and we did a 25th anniversary with CBS, and, and on and on and on. The Soul Train Music Award is now in its 22nd season.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, that's definitely an accomplishment in itself. Now tell me a little bit about O'Brien who I just found out recently is from North Carolina so that's a connection with me both North Carolina boys cuz I know he did Soul trains are coming which was used for the show back in, from 83 to 87 Right No O'Brien was very talented at the time I mean I think he was he
1: was kind of forming his his his, his art after Prince I think Prince was may have been one of his uh one of his idols and, uh, you know, in the music business, it's, it's very difficult. You know, it's, it's, uh, if, you don't, if you're not making hits, then nobody wants to, wants to, wants to talk to you, you know. And uh, he came out with a, with a couple of very good ballads, uh, one particularly I can remember called You and I. Um, and, uh, you know, at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't talked to him quite some time, but he, he had a great voice, and he was very talented.
0: Right, and he had other hits such as Tenderoni, The Gigolo, and I'm Freaky. Yeah, I
1: see. You're, you're still doing your homework, man. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I you gotta, know, you, you're impressing me, you know? I got to do my homework, <laughs> Mr. Kniz. I'm te- I'm telling you, I'm, and I'm only 21 years old, by the way. <laughs> well, that's great, man. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, definitely. And um, it was around 1993 when your dad stepped down as host of Soul Train. Now, for a lot of people, when that went down, it was like, you, you know, can't nobody replace... Don Cornelius as host of Soul Train, so you know, it's kind of sorta explain that.
1: Well, I think you know, and I've talked to him extensively about that and you know that's one thing about my father. He's he's you know, sometimes when they talk about the bell curve, you can't wait until you're on the other side of the curve to 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 make a move. Mm-hmm. So he's always tried to make his move before he got into the turn and what I mean by that is, you know, you know, as as someone once said, you know, the days of, of 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 a guy with a mic in his hand with a suit on is over. You know, and he decided to, to to understand that and start to reach out to a younger audience who was out there growing. I mean, those kids that had grown up uh, were growing up, and those younger kids that were coming up were, were now more interested in. Sort of you know hip hop and and a young more fresher look, so that that that's what he decided to do in order to preserve the show in order to protect the show in order for the show to continue I mean Dick Clark, for example, when he left, you know it was almost like bandstand left you know but but my father wanted to you know keep keep the brand alive
0: and, and in, keep only, it fresh. in order to do
1: that he had to he had to he had to reach out for for a host that he thought could could take it to the next level.
0: Right. And I had read on Industry Wire's back during that period I had heard that Ken Taylor was supposed to be the new host.
1: Yeah, I, can't, I you know there was some words some 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 blurbs about that but I you know I don't know if that worked out but mm-hmm. uh you know we we finally you know settled in and tried to do you know models and actors and until we could find someone. So the, the two guys that that kind of three guys actually there was a, a Maestro Clark, there was a Dorian Gregory and I was a Shamar Moore you know.
0: Mm, definitely, and um, I can also remember too. Like after you know he stepped down in '93, that was when they had the new theme with and the new opening where they did the up. Like, would you like to dance? Started by Nature doing the rap and um, Dr. Freeze. And they had the montage of all the old Soul Train episodes. Right, right, right. We went through a period where, you know, we wanted to create a really
1: hot open, you know, and and through the magic of editing and and then, you know, a lot of new effects that were going on in the industry, we kind of got together with some very creative uh, editors and uh, design affects people, and, and tried to put together a, a, a hot open mm-hmm. for the show.
0: Definitely, and um, like my favorite opening of all time is, of course, the TSOP eighty seven ninety three with the purple skyline and the train, the Soul Train. <laughs> you know, and um, you know, and Soul Train, the longest running, first run, nationally syndicated program in television history. And the hippest trip in America with guest stars. Now here's your host, Don Cornelius. Alright, and welcome aboard. You're right on time for another ride on the big train. We'll be coming right back at you with a couple of biggies from Janet Jackson and the Winings with Teddy Riley, wrapped of some very important messages.
1: <laughs> so you must be reading that off of paper, Drew. I don't know no, if you don't have that memorized.
0: N- no, no, no. Like, okay, every Saturday morning, cartoons. Then 12 o'clock. People all over the world, I would sit in front of the TV, Indian style, and watch Soul Train from the time it came on, from the time it went off, and I would study how your dad would, you know, carry himself in mannerisms, and how he would interview artists, and I was like, wow, you know, this is something that I want to do, and people always say, like, Drell, yo, who, who who, inspired you to get into radio and TV? I'm like, Don Cornelius, and same thing goes for Donnie Simpson, so those two people right there, those are the main people that inspired me to get into radio and TV. I see. That's fantastic, man. That's great. Yeah, your father. And um, now, do you have any funny moments from, like, on the set, you know, by you walking around the set, and, like, any bloopers that you can share?
1: Well, I I mean, there's so many things that happen. We got time. It's your time. Go down the list. It's uh, bloopers. I mean, if if I thought about a blooper... It could probably, it wouldn't probably be maybe when one of the cameras got a little too low during one of the risers, the girls on the risers, and you know maybe maybe something maybe her, her underwear showed or something like. You can see her <laughs>
0: hairstyle, not the one on her head. <laughs>
1: So other than that, you know, those are bloopers that we, that, you know, we probably can't talk about, but that, you know, it was, it was, or maybe, you know, sometimes when, when people were, were, were lip syncing on the microphone, if their lip syncs were bad or whatever the case may be, I mean, yeah, those are some funny things that happen, you know, or somebody trips up the stairs while they're walking to the podium or, you know, just a lot of things happen uh during during tapings, you know. But uh you know, it it, it because I was working behind the scenes and it was really about business we wanted to make sure we were on schedule, on time, and things of that nature. It was it was a seri- it was serious business for me all the
0: time. Mm, yeah. Definitely. Now, back in the seventies, there was the Soul Train Gang, and Don Knize, along with Dick Griffey, created Solar Records, which was the record label that the Deal, I believe, The Whispers was on there at one point, right, and Shalomar was on there. Jody Watley and Jeffrey Daniels Soul Train dancers. Then they correct. later had Howard Hewitt.
1: Correct. No, that was a that was a fun time for them. I mean, and, he and Dick Griffey had formed a partnership, and, and you know it was a creative time for them as well. And uh... you know they 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 act they actually were able to to um, to cre- create or work with some people who had danced on the show and were were respected what they did and 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 formed something. Jody Wiley went on to have a recording career as well as Howard Hewitt. uh... Jeffrey Daniels went on and did he did something in uh, in Japan, uh, London, I believe. Uh, called Soul Train 24 or something of that nature. Uh, but they, they had a great time during that time.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, Soul Train also broke ground. It had like some non-African-American performers on the show. David Bowie with Fame, Elton John, New Kids on the Block, The Romantics, You know, non-white artists on the show. I mean, yeah, white artists yeah,
1: on the show. You know, a lot of times people would think that Soul Train just had uh, black artists, but they, 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 they reached out to artists that had soul as well. And at the time David Bowie had soul. Elton John had soul, you know. I mean, uh, I think one of the biggest the biggest mistakes, you know, my father says he made one time is 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 not having Madonna on the show. Madonna was just coming up mm. and he didn't he didn't really feel like she was she was what we really wanted, and and Madonna became a big star. Well, he had an opportunity to get Madonna, but he decided to turn it down. But you know, you you, you can only make one or two mistakes in this business, and that was one in particular that that he said he he made. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, we were we were never um, always open to 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 good music, and um, and and that's the reason why you know artists like Bowie and Elton John were, uh, were, uh, were accepted. I think the kids accepted them as well.
0: Right. And this was around the time when Madonna was crossing over. We had R&B and Poppets with Holiday and Into the Groove from the Desperately Seeking Susan soundtrack. Exactly. exactly. So, hey, Don Caniz is not exempt from making one or two mistakes. So. That's right.
1: We all, we all make mistakes. But in, 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 this, in this business, for us in particular, you know, we, 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 don't, we, we can't make mistakes. We have to do it right the first time and try not to make,
0: um, try to make the right decisions, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, um, do you have any say-so and like getting the dancers on? Like, do you have any interaction with the dancers?
1: Yeah, I mean, we have, uh, we've had dance coordinators for years. And one in particular, Eric Cassim, you know, it was a Chuck Johnson at one time. But, you know, we've always had a kind of an open forum about dancers. And if we see, you know, girls that are in clubs or, someone that 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 fits the part. We've always been able to try to uh present a a situation to them um that, that that if they could dance for sure that uh that that presented itself so that they could dance on the show and if they if they were consistent they they stayed with the show, and uh, we've we've, we've, uh, we've done, w- done well in that area. Mm,
0: yes, y'all definitely did, because y'all had some eye candy for sure. Mm. I mean, looking at the TV, I'm like, hmm, she look cute. Whoever did the casting, great job. And yeah. a lot of people yeah. came from the show dancing and went on to blow up. You know, Rosie Perez, right. Vivica right. A. Fox, Nick right. Cannon, right. Need I Say More.
1: Exactly. No, they they we they, we did a great job in that area. You know, kids were were there because they wanted to be there. You know, I mean, uh, they enjoyed it. Uh, if they
0: could make something out of it from that, that uh, that's what they did. Yeah, and they they turned what they did for Soul Train, they took it and ran with it. Exactly. You know, now the scramble board. The scramble board. Well, the scramble board has always
1: been a, a fixture. Uh, I remember, you know. You know, when you when you when you're coming up and you're young and you see new and fresh ideas, you know, I, I kinda of came to my father one day and I said, Well what do you think of if we turn this scramble board into an electronic scramble board? We're more interactive and uh, you know, he explained to me with all the set changes and all the things that go on in this business, this is the one thing that 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 is is a permanent fixture in this show. This is the only thing that we haven't changed, and I I really understood what he said at that point. I mean, it's almost like taking letters and moving them around a magnetic board, and, and to some people it looks kind of dated. But but again, there's a there's a message to the madness, which is this is the only thing. That that it's it's from the original creation of the show. You know, it's like building a brand new ballpark. When they leave up one wall, if they change the whole ballpark, they leave one wall as a signature to the old ballpark that used to be there. Well, that's that's what he felt about the Scramble Board. You know, and mm. it it it
0: made a lot of sense to me. Hey, father knows best. Exactly. Mm, <laughs> yeah, he he definitely knows knows his stuff with that. Now. Um, I want to go into this right here. Um, now, explain to me like the daily hustle and bustle of a Soul Train taping.
1: Well, you know, first, I mean, I'll, I'll try to give it to you in ten words or less. Okay. You know, you, First, you have to find out what music is hot. Then you have to find out if the act is available. Then you have to find out... Um, if the dancers are available, you have to rent a stage. You have to make sure the cameramen and the sound engineers and the videotape operators are available. Uh, you have to, to use a, to pick day, days that people are available. Saturday and Sunday. We always taped on Saturdays. Saturdays and Sundays. Then you, after that, you have to go into editing. From editing, you go into graphics to to make sure the show is. To time, and at that point, you turn it over to a, you know a distribution company, distributor, which is Tribune, and they br- they satellite the show. So I mean that that's a that's a quick version of all the things that it takes to 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 do a show like that from start mm-hmm. to finish. And then you have to pay for it. Yeah, you know, which is which people don't don't understand. I mean, the, it, it, you know we're talking about. You know, uh, time and effort, and, and sometimes, or a lot of times, that that costs money.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now, um, okay, was it his idea to come up with the Soul Train line? Yeah, the Soul Train line was his idea. I mean, I think it started back
1: when we when we were all kids, when he was a kid as well, when people would have house parties and.
0: And Juke joints.
1: Use that exactly. Use that as a line to go down. So it it uh, it was something that has always also been a fixture within the show. It got a, you got an opportunity to see girls and boys dance down the line, and we used to. They used to early on. They would they would have a guy and a girl come down the line, and then at some point we had a, a, a girl line and a boy line. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Has has he ever gone down the line?
1: Yeah, he's actually he's gone down the line. There was some there were some things on YouTube where, that showed him going down the line. He's been on he's he's been down the line before.
0: Yeah, so hey, Don Caniz can bust the move. <laughs> yeah, well he's always been a good
1: dancer to little did people know.
0: Yeah, hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> um I remember um tell me about new edition on Soul because, like I remember when I was younger. You know, Candy Girl. They were pretty much on Soul Train doing their metamorphosis from boys to men. So Don really got to see them grow up firsthand.
1: Exactly. Well, Boys and Men obviously is one group, and New Edition is another group. But he he got an opportunity, and they got an opportunity to 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 be to premiere on a show that that actually did not where they had nowhere to go at the, at that time. Mm. Uh, whether it be Bobby Brown or, or whatever the case may be, uh, those those at, at the time, those R&B acts were, uh, were were what what people were involved in. What the record companies were, were pushing and uh, Soul Train was their first, their first
0: visit. Right, and um, like during the montage of the 93 to 2003 opening, I believe they show, like with the trains coming directly at you, then it goes away, then it goes to Teddy Riley and New Edition, and I believe this was when um, they were wearing the outfits that they did when they performed Lost in Love with the kind of girls we like. But I remember the Candy Girl uh, performance and how Don was um, interviewing them, and Louie, um, Louis Lusky Carter, was on stage um, dancing you know, he was like, Big Lou, Big Lou, Big Lou. Don't come on stage with the dancers anymore. <laughs>
1: right, right, right. No, Big Lou was a good, he's a good guy, man. He 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 really put his efforts into uh, dancing on the show
0: for years, you know. Definitely, because I think when I was younger, you know, watching it, I remember him, uh, Derek Fleming with the foxtails, and another one, this guy. I don't know his name. He was a dark-skinned dude. He, all, he was sort of like the Lewski character of the show. He would wear these dark glasses and just walk around the stage back and forth.
1: Yeah, I can't, I can't AJ? remember AJ
0: his name escapes me right now, but I mean... You know who I'm talking about though, right? I know exactly who you're talking about. Exactly. Mm, then the twins, and I mean, y'all did a good job with the ladies. <laughs> I gotta admit, I mean, I think one girl, she used to do this jiggle move, and I know some of the guys like, I did not know she could jiggle like that. <laughs> well, hey, what you doing after the show? You want to go to Roscoe's? You want to go to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles? Do something like that. Let's go to our house. Explain it.
1: What you know about Roscoe's chicken and waffles?
0: Hey, I never been out to LA but I know Roscoe's is a staple out there. Fat burger (laughs) is a staple out there. In and out staple out there, you know. Yeah,
1: man. You gotta you gotta get here so you can get some of that Roscoe's chicken and Waffles. Oh oh
0: definitely, oh definitely, oh definitely. And if you ever come to North Carolina, hey, Bojangles. (laughs) Cajun fried chicken and this, that and the third. Now what is it like when he steps into a room, everybody's like, "That's Don is His name. What he's done alone just commands that much respect."
1: Well, that's for sure. I mean, people respect him in this in this business. I mean, being being in any business thirty over thirty years, you, you you know, if you worked at the post office for thirty years, you deserve respect. I mean, it's just you know, with life changes and. And business changes and 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 things of that nature when you can when you can focus on something like this for this long and 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 be at the top of your game, you deserve respect you know
0: mm, definitely and uh, what has made soul train outlast American bandstand because American Bandstand went off the air in nineteen eighty seven because it really couldn't survive m t v and the rise of the music video while soul train has and is still going on to this day. Well, again, as I as I go back
1: and I and I, and I talk to you about the day that the, a guy with a suit holds a microphone and hosts the show is over, I, you know, I, respectfully, I don't really think Dick Clark uh, used that as a, as a as a message. That wasn't a message for him. Again, when he stepped away, he you know, Bandstand stepped away. My father was was able to see the light. And, and see that, you know, we, we have to continue on. And if we want to continue on, we have to make some changes. And that, that, that's the reason why. I mean, uh, uh, you know, and at this time, you know, things are moving even faster. You know, with the Internet, with, 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 with all these different platforms that are available, you know, it's, cha- it's challenging right now to, to stay, stay on the
0: air. You know? mm, definitely. Um, who idea was it to come up with the Best of Soul Train series?
1: You know, I'd like to say it was my idea, but I, I have to give all props to my father. You know, but I I I was really one that, that 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 out here in the public, and I can hear what people are asking for, and I mentioned it to him, and it took him a little while to, to kind of Come agree around. with it. But uh, we we got around to it, and and with production costs going up and advertising going down, you know, the Best of Soul Train was kind of the only thing that we had left that that would keep us. In, in the mix, and people are really looking for dated
0: material um, because they want to see what what happened. Back then, you know? Right. It's, it's a perfect, it was perfect timing. Right, definitely, because like like I said, prior to those episodes, me hearing about the 70s, I remember watching Crooklyn, you know, and there was had like a little clip of Soul Train. Exactly. And exactly. there, so that was like my tidbit of the 70s. When I first found out Best Of, I was like, wow, wow, they're, 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 they're doing it. And then when I first saw a 70s episode, I was... Fixated, you know. It's like the fashion, the style, the clothes, the mm. music, and this, that, and the third. Now, with the best stuff currently going on, um, what is the current state of the show? Will new episodes be airing sometime soon? Well, I mean,
1: if we're if we're lucky, we will continue to, with new episodes. But at this time, we we we're gonna ride with 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 uh, the best classic stuff. material. And the classic material is what the people want. I mean, mm. it's 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 it, you got to give the people what they want, you know. And, mm. and we're giving them right now. I think we're giving them what they want. Yeah. Know?
0: So, what's the feedback has been since the best of episodes been airing?
1: Well, people are loving it. I mean, they're, I think you know our distributor as well as people in the industry really enjoy seeing this this material. You know, because there there are performances that have never been seen before. You know, um, this is uh this is a new. You know, we're in a time where, where you can now, you know, there's so much, so many platforms, there's so many people in this world that, you know, everybody's not interested in, in new TV. Some people are interested in old shows, you know, whether it be Good Times or Welcome Back Car, whoever it may be. I mean, there's so many people in this world that there's room for everybody, and there's room for, for, for uh, classic
0: Soul Train material. Right. So how do you feel about the place of the show in pop culture? Because pretty much you can't walk anywhere without having something being influenced by Soul Train or somebody that's associated well, with the show.
1: As far as pop culture goes, I mean, you know it changes all the time and no, nobody's, you know, uh, just just all over Soul Train. I mean, people are trying to do new things. People are coming up with new things. I mean, pop culture is, is like the wind. You know, it comes and it goes. Uh, we, you know, I think Soul Train is just one of those mainstays that that has had was there to establish where we're where we where we've come from, and as you know, you know you, you don't know where you're going unless you know where you you've come from.
0: Bingo. So I
1: mean, this is uh, it's I think like I said, it's a, it's a it's a time capsule. Spike Spike Lee, you know, once said Soul Train was like being in a time capsule.
0: You know. Right. Even the former president Bill Clinton admitted he w- used to watch Soul Train. Is that right? I, didn't know, I yeah, didn't know that. I think I watched some P- TV program and did a sound bite talking about Soul Train and I think he said he watched Soul Train. Melissa Estrich was talking about how she used to watch Soul Train because uh-huh. it was the first time being in the middle of America you would see something funky. You know what I mean? And um, I remember it was a couple of years ago I think the I think the Grammys and I think the TV Land Awards did a special honor for Soul Train. I think for the Grammy one, he was in the audience.
1: Exactly. Well, he actually got a Grammy and he the TV Land Awards gave him an award. And there was also a wonderful article out which was called The Best 25... Most Influential 25 Shows in, in, in Television
0: History and Soul Train was one of them. That mm, de- de- definitely so. So what is... Mr. C up to now is he relaxing enjoying his retirement and just you know just enjoying being the guy that he is. Well yeah he's relaxing but
1: again it's, when a guy's been working this long and this hard you, you, they never stop you know right now we're currently trying to you know update our website so we can build a community so that people who used to watch Soul Train and 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 people who currently are watching Soul Train can can, can learn new things whether it be you know, uh, look at new shows, old shows, and ask questions or whatever the case would be. So we're trying to get to the next level, you know. The next yeah. level is the internet, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Just goes to show you, Don Kennedy is still about getting money. <laughs> yeah, you can't knock his hustle, man. He's been doing it for, for decades, man. I can't I can't blame him. I will be the same way, you know. Don Kennedy's epitome of cool. I got you. And you can bet your last money. Yes, you can, Tony. You can bet your last money. Now I'm gonna end this on this note. Why do you think Soul Train is definitely it's like popular over here, but over in Japan, it's like to another level.
1: Well, I think in in in, in third world countries, and I don't want to call it Japan a third world country because they they they're doing quite well over there. But they appreciate they're uh, they're 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 behind us when it comes to 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 music, but but they're ahead of us when it comes to fashion but when when it comes to these kind- they really appreciate these kinds of performances and 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 they they appreciate you know artists uh you know who we've who we've put to bed you know for some reason it's a strange phenomenon and I can't explain it myself but uh they 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 respect i think they respect history i think history for for Japanese people in particular is more important than anything you know. Mm-hmm um unlike us i mean we're we sometimes we're fly by night type of people, you know but but they they appreciate history um they they appreciate their elders, you know i mean it's wisdom, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of where it comes from.
0: they respect their roots exactly mm-hmm. exactly now, do you have any shout outs that you want to give before we conclude this interview? Do I have any shout outs? Go uh, ahead. Go down the list. It's your do time. Do I have any shout outs? Uh, yeah, I know I got, you do. I got shout outs to
1: everybody out there that's trying to move forward in the world and, and, and trying to learn every day and and, and and trying to be good people, man. I, I I'm I'm shouting out to everybody
0: out All there. All right. You know?
1: But I of course I'm gonna shout out to my mother, Dolores Cornelius
0: in Chicago, Illinois. I'm gonna shout out to her. All uh, shout out to Miss Cornelius in the town. All right, well put it, Mr. C. Ladies and gentlemen, Time Machine exclusive, Tony Cornelius, producer, sold Don Cornelius Productions. Tony, thank you for doing this interview for me and hang on the line. Okay, thank you. All right.